Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Petia ransomware epidemic may be spillover from Cyberwar by Andy Greenberg. When a ransomware outbreak exploded from Ukraine across Europe yesterday, disrupting companies, government agencies, and critical infrastructure, it at first appeared to be just another profit-focused cybercriminal scheme, albeit a particularly vicious and damaging one. But its origins in Ukraine raised deeper questions. After all, shadowy hackers have waged a cyber war there for years, likely at Russia's bidding. As more details come to light, Ukrainian cybersecurity firms and government agencies argue that the hackers behind the ransomware called Petya, also known as NotPetya or Nyetya, are no mere thieves. Rather, they pin the attacks on political operatives seeking to disrupt Ukrainian institutions yet again, using a massive ransom scheme to hide their true motive. And some Western cybersecurity analysts tracking the Petya plague have come to the same conclusion. On Tuesday morning, Ukrainian media was the first to widely report the Petya infections, as it hit targets including Ukrainian banks, Kiev's Borispol Airport, and energy firms Kiev Energo and Ukraine Energo. Plenty of others fell victim to Petya as well. It struck the Danish shipping firm Maersk the Russian oil company Rosneft, and even the American pharmaceutical giant Merck. But a Ukrainian cybersecurity analyst view Ukraine as the primary target, and the Petya outbreak as just another strike in their ongoing cyber war with organized and relentless hackers that the Ukrainian government has publicly linked to Russian state actors. I think this was directed at us, says Roman Boyerchuk, the head of the Center for Cyber Protection within Ukraine's State Service for Special Communications and Information Protection. 
This is definitely not criminal, he says. It is more likely state sponsored. As for whether that state sponsor was Russia, it's difficult to imagine anyone else who would want to do this, Boyachuk says. Boyachuk points to the timing of the attack, just before Ukraine's Constitution Day, which celebrates the country's post Soviet independence. Ukraine also suffered a targeted act of physical violence on Tuesday when a car bomb assassinated a special forces official in Kiev. More technical clues support that theory, some Ukrainian security researchers say. Kiev based information systems security partners, which has acted as a first responder for several recent waves of cyber attacks on Ukrainian companies and government agencies, says it has found evidence that sophisticated hackers quietly infiltrated the networks of at least some Ukrainian targets two to three months before they triggered the ransomware that paralyzed those organizations. According to the obtained intermediate data of our analysis, our analysts concluded that the destructive effects in the infrastructures of the organizations studied were carried out with the help of ransomware, but also with direct involvement of intruders who already had some time in the infrastructure, writes ISSP forensic analyst Alexei Yazinski in an email to Wired. ISSP declined to provide more details about the evidence of those prolonged intrusions, but argues that the attackers' techniques match the handwriting of previous attacks from 2015 and 2016 that Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko has called acts of cyberwar, waged by Russia's intelligence and military services. Yazinski declined to name the exact Petya victims whose networks had shown evidence of intruders, but he notes that they include one major Ukrainian bank and a critical infrastructure company. ISSP says it also found that Petya doesn't act solely as ransomware. Rather than just encrypting infected hard drives and demanded $300 in Bitcoin for the decryption key, in some cases it simply wiped machines on the same network, deleting a victim computer's deep-seated master boot record, which tells it how to load its operating system. Other researchers at Komai Technologies and Kaspersky noted Wednesday that the ransomware's encryption appears to be irreversible, even if a victim pays the ransom. Yazinski argues that this behavior indicates the attackers weren't in fact trying to extort payments from those victims, but instead wanted to cause maximum disruption. The hackers also could have been attempting a clean-up of previous operations, Yazinski speculates, preventing investigators from learning the full extent of their intrusions by, dele- by deleting data wholesale from target networks, wiping the master boot record of victim machines and planting fake irreversible ransomware are also a calling card of a group of attackers known to the cybersecurity industry as Sandworm, which has plagued Ukraine for years. Starting in October 2015 and continuing through the end of last year, the group struck targets across Ukraine's media, transportation infrastructure and government ministries, and twice caused blackouts by attacking Ukrainian electric facilities. According to ISSP and the security firm FireEye, those attackers used multiple variants of a piece of malware called KillDisk to destroy data and in late 2016 also started using malware that encrypted data and appeared to be profit-seeking ransomware. 
According to FireEye's analysis, in at least one of those ransomware cases in December 2016, the malware had no means to produce a decryption key, and instead permanently encrypted files, just as in the Petya case. And years earlier, FireEye had tied those same attackers to Russia. Based in part on analysis of an openly accessible command and control server, it used that contained Russian language documents explaining how to use a piece of malware it had planted on target computers. The theory that Petya targeted Ukraine specifically remains far from confirmed, and it doesn't fully explain why the malware would have spread so far beyond Ukraine's borders, including hitting Russian targets. But Ukrainians aren't the only ones leaning toward the hypothesis that Petya originated as a state-sponsored, Ukraine-focused disruption campaign, rather than a money-making venture. Symantec's data shows that, as of Tuesday morning U.S. time, more than 60% of infections they saw were in Ukraine, implying that the attack likely began there. And cybersecurity analysts on Tuesday found that, in many cases, Petya infected victims by hijacking the update mechanism of a piece of Ukrainian accounting software called Medoc. Companies filing taxes or engaged in financial dealings with Ukraine widely use Medoc, says Cisco's Talos research team, led by Craig Williams, which could in part explain the ransomware's reach beyond Ukraine's borders. That tactic also signals that Petya. Has a very clear idea who it wants to affect, and its businesses associated with the Ukrainian government. Williams says it's very obvious this is a political statement. In addition to Medoc software, Ukrainian police have also noted that phishing emails helped spread Petya, which would imply careful targeting of the ransomware based on victims' languages rather than a randomly spreading worm. But other cybersecurity analysts have been unable to corroborate those claims. Though the attackers' motives remain murky, many in the cybersecurity community are coming to the consensus that they weren't ordinary criminals. Aside from the Medoc update trick, Petya also spreads within networks using a variety of automated tools that exploited obscure Microsoft protocols like Windows Management Instrumentation, PS Exec. And server message block, all hallmarks of sophistication. But meanwhile, the perpetrators showed surprising disregard for the money-making part of a ransomware scheme. They used a hard-coded Bitcoin address that's far easier to track, and an email address for communicating with victims that was taken down by its host within 12 hours of the attack's launch. Partly as a result, the new Petya variant has earned a piddling $10,000. This mismatch suggests an ulterior motive, says Nick Weaver, a computer security researcher at Berkeley's International Computer Science Institute. This looks like a malicious payload designed to make systems unusable, disguised as ransomware. Weaver says, either they just screwed up on the ransomware side inexplicably, or the real goal was to disrupt machines launched in a way that's very biased against Ukraine. All of that provides another hint, as bizarre as it may seem, that the damage to companies from the U.S. to Spain and even Russia may have been collateral. Hackers may instead have been continuing a long-running assault against Ukraine, but this time the rest of the world feels their pain too. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? 
Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.